So I, uh, I uh, recently read a couple of tweets by some moms, and no, I don't tweet. Do I look like I tweet? I read it in another source, and they brought a a smile to my face, so I thought I'd share them with you this morning. One woman said, she she tweeted, Motherhood, I'm just a girl in a world hoping to one day eat dinner sitting down. (laughs) And I remember those days. They were so busy, sometimes even I had to get up. So how about this one? Become a parent and discover how angrily you can serve someone crackers. (laughs) Now, I've been there. I've done that. (laughs) Or this one, I'm not saying kids ruin your life. I'm just saying mine told her teacher all about my chin hair. (laughs) You know, there are no secrets if a child knows it, no matter how they might have come across that knowledge. But I want to say to you, happy Mother's Day, Mom. Wherever you are in your journey, don't ever forget it is a glorious road you're on, even though right now it may not look so wonderful. It's a high calling, even when you show up at work with a Batman Band-Aid on the back of your leg. Be proud. You're a mom. Arguably culture's most persistent warrior for good. And each time I've had the opportunity to share God's word on Mother's Day, I have tried to speak some encouragement into the lives of moms. I I have considered it a genuine privilege to do so. I I don't uh, know how my own mother put up with me, but she loved me to the end, and I miss her to this day. I've watched my own wife as she embraced with all of her heart God's call to her to be a mom. And she would most likely tell you she failed too many times. I would tell you her love and dedication outweighed any shortcomings. And I've seen others' mothers just as dedicated, just as loving, just as giving, and just as determined to be there for whatever their children need, to to do good to them while building their character and enduring everything on that long road which ends suddenly. Before you know, they're grown and gone. And what an honor it is to speak to you today on this, your special day. So today, I've been led to two texts from the book of Proverbs. Uh, They talk about wives, but I hope you'll see how they apply. And I hope they're going to offer you some encouragement now, but more later from another source, and husbands, I'm talking about you here. There are a number of passages from the scriptures of which are employed by pastors on this day, most of which I've already spoken on here at Y Bible. Uh, some of them you're going to hear again, especially Proverbs 31, which has been so misunderstood and abused. The, the understanding uh, many need to have that set straight in their life. So whenever I think there's a new, new people, you're going to hear it again. My God's grace, and I'll preach it again for for understood word. It's a great word of encouragement to moms. You know, Proverbs is this wonderful book written to teach humankind wisdom. And, And the book has some larger sections, but most of it consists 
uh, uh, succinct and so therefore memorable statements that point you in the right direction. And if you go that way, usually things go well for you. It's the way of wisdom after all. And the book doesn't make any guarantees because sin and other forces are at work too which affect the outcome. And yet that path prescribed by Proverbs is the best hope anyone has for a good outcome in any situation. And one of the things that you discover about Proverbs, if you read it enough, is that if you want to understand a certain subject, you need to gather all which Proverbs has to say on that topic from the various places it says it. Part of the genius of the book is that it is constantly reminding you of the right path to take. But many times, as it reminds you, it also adds some information. This morning, we're looking at the topic of wives as a way to encourage the ladies. And if I were trying to teach on the topic of relationships between husbands and wives, I'd have to include a passage like 20, uh, Proverbs 21.9, which says, Better to live on the corner of a roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. <laughs> that passage does more than warn a single person to choose and make carefully. It reminds those of us who have already chosen that there are some tough times in any relationship. There have been those days when I thought a couple of pieces of plywood laid across the ceiling joints tucked away in the corner of an attic would have been pretty inviting. And on those same days, I'm sure that Ann would have been glad to pull down those attic steps for me and she would have been glad to fold them back up after I made my way up there. <laughs> we are not perfect people. Some things, when you get through them, all you can do is say, we got through them. But you will get through them if you don't give up. And just maybe, that's a pretty good proverb to start with this morning. I mean, it reminds us that the good things in life are not necessarily easy. And yet those difficult times, they don't define our relationship. For the most part, they have been the exception, no matter how bad they might have seemed at the time. There are other, more important and powerful things than the sin and our weaknesses and our failures working in our lives if we belong to God. Things like uh, one of our Proverbs today, Proverbs 18.22, which tells us, He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. Did you hear that, men? Your wife is something good. I mean, really good. Beyond what you understood when you first got married and which you will never fully appreciate. Now, that's not your fault. It's the way it is with the blessings of the Lord. They go beyond our understanding. A couple of translations in trying to catch the meaning of that verse say, to find a wife is to find happiness. And another says, the man who finds a wife finds a treasure. A treasure. Yeah, I, I like that. And my wife is a treasure. And as far as finding happiness, well, I don't know about you. But I remember the days before Anne. When I was looking for Anne, before I knew her name was Anne, and if it weren't for her, 
there'd be a whole lot of joy in my life that wouldn't be there. So happiness, yeah, I get that. I see that. But I want you to know that treasure and happiness don't quite capture the full meaning of the Hebrew here. The Hebrew is a much more general term than that. Gentlemen, God's Word says if you find a wife, you have found good. That general term is without limits. She doesn't just make you happy. And let's face it, there, uh, she doesn't always make you happy, does she? I mean, she's a sinner just like you. And sometimes when she should be making you happy, she doesn't because you're in a bad mood. And yet the good she brings you goes beyond your happiness. She's better than a treasure, better than piles of money. She brings things that no amount of treasure could ever buy. I mean, money may last you a lifetime, but what she brings lasts forever. The good she brings is like the sun in the sky. <laughs> you know, when the sun is shining, everything is lit by the light, and it's warmed by that heat. The winds are stirred, the birds sing, the flowers bloom, the, the crops grow. There's no place in the landscape which the sun doesn't make a difference. And your wife is like that. Every part of your life knows good because of her. And I'm not exaggerating here. I'm telling you what the Word says. Now, guys, I'm afraid. I I know what some of you might be thinking. You just might be thinking, the sun don't always shine at my house. You, You don't know the stormy weather that we've had. Is that what's on your mind? Yeah, I, I know it. Uh, I know it can be hard. I've been there. I, I know there are those times when it has been, uh, seems like it has been raining for years, and it is still raining, and the forecast is rain, and more rain, and nothing but rain. But if you think the sun isn't shining at times like that, you're wrong. Even when the storm clouds roll in, even when the thunder booms and the wind howls, behind it all and above it all, the sun still shines. It's when you can't see the sun that you take it by faith that it's still there. That's what I'm here to tell you. Your sinful nature and the dreary world you find yourself in and that one-trick joker, the devil, will keep reminding you of the storm. I'm here to tell you to take God at his word. You found a wife, you found what's good. You treasure that man and trust God with the outcome, no matter how hard the times are. And for the rest of us, we've been there, and we may end up back there. But by God's grace, we're going to appreciate the sunshine while we have it, and we're going to trust God with it and for it when the, when the dark clouds come. We're going to pray for God's blessing on the wife who has blessed us. Which brings us to the second part of that verse. You see, the Lord tells us that not only have you found what is good when you find a wife, you receive favor. From the Lord. Let me read that again for you. He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. Favor from the Lord means he's blessed you. He has been gracious to you. He has shown you great kindness. He was pleased to bring the two of you together. A man from uh, my first real church <laughs> that I pastored after graduation from seminary in Illinois. He had two daughters, and he had already given them away in marriage to 
two really pretty good guys. But he said one night at prayer meeting, he said in a kind of a mournful voice, all men are gorillas. (laughs) There are good gorillas and there are bad gorillas, but they're all gorillas. And I know I am. None of us deserve the wives we have. We're all gorillas. (laughs) But God's favored us. He's blessed us. He was pleased to give us something we don't deserve. And one of the problems that we have, people in general, not just men, is we tend to take the good things in our life for granted. And unfortunately, uh, the reality is it is uh, not a very big step to go from that place to looking down on something that you once appreciated. And from there, you don't want to go there. Sin dulls our senses, and um, you'll regularly be minded, reminded in the book of Proverbs of what good thing has God has given you. Sin may dull your senses, so you need something to call you back to what is true. The word of God in general always points you to the things of God and warns you of that which will lead you to say, the people of God will walk with you through this life, helping you on the path when you find yourself in those difficult places. The Holy Spirit lives in you and as you learn to walk with him, he enables you to live the life that God has called you to. It's good to be reminded of the good that God has blessed us with. It's good to know that God has favored us by giving us something, someone, much better than we deserve. Now I want to take just a moment and and look at that other passage from Proverbs, which I felt led uh, to. And it also reminds us of the good that we have, um, but it, it adds a little bit more information. So in chapter 19 and verse 14, we read this, Houses and wealth are inherited from the parents. But a prudent wife is from the Lord. This passage adds to what we've seen. Though our parents may bless us in many ways, undoubtedly the greatest gift comes from the greater giver. And here we're told explicitly uh, what we've been assuming all along, that God is the one who brought the two of you together. It's important for you to know that it's vital. I mean, knowing that can make all the difference. When I do a wedding ceremony, I remind the bride and the groom that neither one of them are perfect. You know that, right? And yet, they are the perfect mate for each other. For they were created in the image of God. And they were brought together by God and united by God so as to become one. And God intends good for them all the days of their life. Glory be to God. That wife, that husband, is God's gift to you. Each one has his or her own strengths, and each one has their own weaknesses. They are alike one another, but different. Just as my hands are alike, but not identical. They were designed, they were made, so that they could come together in power and in strength and fill in the gaps and provide for each other's needs. 
your wife, men, your husband, ladies, is God's gift to you. That's a good thing to know. It's good to be reminded of the good that God has blessed you with. It's good to know that God has favored us, not because we deserve it. It's good to know, man, that your wife is from the Lord and she is his gift to you. So why? <laughs> why these uh, texts on Mother's Day? I think it's uh, really quite simple. I, I mean, if your wife is a mother, she needs your support. She needs what you can bring her. Uh, she loves what she's doing, but sometimes it's overwhelming. Sometimes she needs a break, and you can step in. And if you go beyond that, uh, well, remembering that uh, you're in this together, every time you step in to help, even when she doesn't seem like she needs a break, which should happen often, by the way, more often than I ever did it, you encourage her in all she does and strengthen her to keep up the good fight. Sometimes she needs to tell you how difficult it can be, though she wouldn't trade it for anything. And yet just listening to her at times like that, hearing her out, reassures her that you're on her side. And beyond sharing her struggles, though she loves talking with her kids, she needs also a different kind of conversation. She needs conversations with adults, and yes, she does. She has friends maybe a mother and a sister that she can and does talk with, but you're the father of her children, and you're in this thing together. And conversation between the two of you strengthens the team, and it strengthens her. And frankly, guys, you need that conversation too. Knowing, remembering, embracing the good that God has given you in your wife helps you to be there for her. I, I, I know I can't overstate just how much you will bless her when you treasure your wife as life's partner. And then, too, men, you know, one of the best things you can do for your kids is to love their mom and hold her in high honor. You know, when you, when you do that, you give your children a foundation they can grow on. You give them a sure place from which to begin life. You give them a footing that they need to face each day. Uh, your home becomes a shelter, a place for them, a safe place for them where they can stretch out and discover who God made them to be. Again, it would be hard to overestimate the blessing that comes to your children because you love your mom, when you, because you love their mom. When you do that, you remember the good which God has given you in your life's partner, and you treat her as she should be treated as a gift from the living God. You teach your sons and daughters how they ought to treat their mother. And that's one of life's first lessons. How to treat other people is learned then. You teach your sons what real men look like. they know how they ought to treat their wives. You teach your daughters what a man looks like so she knows what to look for in a husband. And by doing so, you help protect her from the users and the abusers in this world. 
You, you love your wife and honor her, and you bless your children with a great blessing beyond anything that they will understand, but from which they will benefit their whole lives long. Look, men, you're not going to get this right all the time. I know I haven't. And ladies, not expecting to. I mean, you're not always easy to live with. There will be times, guys, when that corner in the attic is going to be seen pretty inviting. But you can't live there. There will be times when you're going to want to pull down that attic step for your husband, but that's no life. So, so remember, God brought you together. He doesn't make mistakes. So pick up and go on. And every time you do that, every time, after one of those times when you want to pull that attic step down, Every time you stop and you remember and you pick up and you go on, you're teaching your children something else. They learn that though the thunder may boom and the lightning flashes and the storm beats against the house, the house stands. Because God is in the house. And God is real. And who doesn't want that for their family? and their children. You guys rely on your wife so very much. And she needs you to stand by her side. Not a difficult concept, but a good one to be reminded of. Now, you know what I do every Mother's Day, don't you? Have you been here long enough to know? <laughs> you know, Proverbs 31 says this, Give her, speaking about this noble wife, give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Uh, we don't have city gates anymore. This is as close as we come. This is an opportunity for you to stand up. I'm going to bring the microphone to you. If you want to do it, you say stand up and give thanks for your own mom or maybe maybe a grandmother or maybe your daughter or your wife or whatever it might be. Uh, give thanks to them. Uh, and in so doing, give thanks to God. It's one of my favorite times of the year to give you that opportunity. So, <laughs> don't make me call on you. <laughs> I won't do that. I don't want you to get up and run out. <laughs> Who's first? Jamie, thank you. <laughs> I'm so much love. Um, as many of you know, my mom lives in California, so even though we're very close, we talk a lot, but sometimes I need a mom here, and I can't even look at you. <laughs> God gave me Linda Burnell as just such a wonderful spiritual mother, and I'm just so lucky to have you and your whole family to love me and love my children. And I just thank, <laughs> I just thank God for you every day for who you are to me and my girls. <laughs> Jamie, thank you so much. Anna, some of you, some of you are looking around like this. He's not gonna, he's not gonna call on me. Tammy. 
So my mom is in heaven with Jesus and has been there for um, 25 years. So um, this day has, is a bittersweet day for me, but I can rejoice in the memories that I have with her and thankful for the person that she was and the person she made me to be. But I am also thankful for the many women that God has put in my life um, since then to be um, a mom or a friend or um, that confidant or whatever um, that he placed in my life. So he's given me many blessings, although he took um, a very special person from me when I was young and needed her. Um, He was trying to show me I needed him more, but I do have many to be thankful for. And uh, I just pray if you still have your mom, cherish her because tomorrow's not promised. Mom, I don't know where to start. Hold, hold on just a minute. Hold that closer so we can hear you. <laughs> you are my everything. You took me in. You sent me to school. <laughs> I graduated with honor. You my life. Thank you. Even though my dad is not here, you my life. Everything is you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm walking over here because surely someone. So who, 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 someone back here? Oh, now it's not fair for you to point to her to do it. Maybe I'll point to you and have you stand up and do it. (laughs) I can't, um, Becky can't speak. So I'm going to speak for Becky. Um, My wife has been, I've said it before, she's got an advanced degree in motherhood um, because of the challenges that we have with Becky. And my wife has been so faithful and is so patient. Becky can be a real bear. Um, She has that attitude about mothers that girls get when they're teenagers, and she's holding on to that for quite a bit of time, and yet Robin just puts puts up with it. Um, I watch her. day after day, the, the challenge of caring for Becky, and yet she does it with such joy and such patience that I know Becky is, loves her, even though she doesn't express it all the time. Right? <laughs> but I do um, speak for her to say how wonderful a mother Robin has been to her and my other two girls who really are, are not bashful about sharing their, and I'm sure they would love to speak if they were here today with us. We'll be meeting them later on in Annapolis for a meal to celebrate Mother's Day. So I want to just wish my wife happy Mother's Day. Thank you, Frank. Matt. 
Okay, church, you know this is going to be a little bit different. Um, <clears throat> the mothers in Baltimore have been weighing so heavily on my heart over the last few years since I've moved back to Maryland. Um, you know, I grew up in Maryland, and Baltimore was a much different city then. And when I moved back, and I, every day on the news, I saw what was happening there. I was astonished. I didn't understand it at first, and now I do. But in the last 10 years, 3,000 mothers have lost children and husbands. And the city's hurting. And I believe that Jesus can heal that city, but I think that we need to be part of that. And, um, and I'd just like to take a moment to pray for the grieving mothers in Baltimore and for their strength, if you join me. Um, because we as a church can begin to make a difference, I think, one family at a time. But Lord, thank you for mothers. Thank you for the mothers who are in the battlegrounds, who are on the mission front in a dangerous land so close to home. I just pray that you will be with those who have, been, who have lost family members and loved ones. Would you please comfort them? Will you bring them joy? Will you please help bring them back to a place of joy? Lord, I also pray for those who have committed the crimes. I just pray that they will turn to you and that, um, and that on this Mother's Day, maybe they will have a reckoning and an awakening to, uh, to who their father is, Lord, and, uh, and give them a sense of self-being and a self-worth. And, and I would just pray that we as a church will begin to pray for Baltimore, pray for the mothers of Baltimore, and um, bring them peace, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. What our world needs is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you have uh, had the great privilege of living in and growing up in a Christian home or even just a stable home. You have something that the lost world needs desperately. Matt, I appreciate you mentioning that. Um, uh, and uh, those mothers of yours have helped you immensely to stand solidly. I would like to say something. As you know, I'm a widow, and I would like to say something to my dear friends, Velma, Mary Ellen, Libby, and Barbara, and Sue Berga. As you know that we have each other, and Cindy, and we're all mothers, and we miss our mother, and our children are not here to speak for us, but they love us, and they support us 100%. But I want to tell you, ladies, you are very special to me. We've all cried together, played cards together, laughed together. And I just want to tell you, I love each and every one of you. And you're wonderful and absolutely fun sisters. <laughs> Thank you, Judy. I won't drag this thing on, but I, 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 I know, yeah. <laughs> I just want to tell you how blessed I feel that you're here in Maryland with me and that you're not so far away. And I just thank God for every single day that we have because I don't know how many days we have. You're 92 and you are strong. But I love you very much. 
I know you miss California, but I missed you more than you will miss that state. So I'm just letting you know how blessed I feel that you're here. And Chuck feels the same way. So thank you. Thank you for giving up the state of California to be here with me in Maryland. I love you. my mom she's pretty great I definitely don't think I realized that uh, growing up so much and then I went to college and now like we, we live pretty close which is nice so a lot of my friends will meet my mom and they're like your mom's so sweet she's so cute she's so great and I'm like no like you're right like she is you know and um, your relationship definitely changes from when you're like a teenager like living in her household to when you move out and it's really cool because now we're, like, really good friends. <laughs> and so I'm just really thankful that I always have my mom to talk to. And she always listens to me. And we frequently go on long walks and have long conversations. And I don't know. I might talk the whole time. But <laughs> she listens. And then she says something, and I'm always learning something. So it's pretty cool, and I love her very much. <laughs> That's my girl. Uh, yeah, my mom has been gone since uh, 2010. Uh, I saw something recently. Uh, someone had posted something on Facebook. I'm not a big Facebook person, but they said, if you could hug anyone in heaven, who would it be? And I thought about my mom. Uh, you know, she had a, a huge influence on my life. I was not a good kid. I wasn't as bad as some, but I wasn't a good kid, and she loved me anyway. Same thing with my dad. And if it wasn't for that love, I don't know where I would be, and that's the absolute truth, you know. Uh, they, they built a foundation in my life, even though I, I didn't become a Christian until I was 25 years old. And it was a foundation that they built, and I stand on that foundation to, still to this day. I also know that there are other people who haven't had the same kind of experience. I know that some of you here, uh, if we sat down and talked, would tell me a sadder story than what I've just recorded to you, recorded to you. Uh, I know that um, that maybe your relationship with your mom wasn't that good. And, um, and uh, what I would say to you is that you can rejoice in what other people have. And God is showing you what you can be like if you're a mom or if you're a dad, what you want to help your wife to be like when she becomes a mom. And I can tell you that the living God wipes away all the tears that we have. One day he will do that. Guys, I love you. I do. And I'm so glad to just be a part of what God is doing here. So I just want to close uh, my time with you by saying uh, Happy Mother's Day.
Go out and enjoy the day. And treat mom well if you still have her. Lord bless you.